2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please
1: welcome. Good job, Ray. Hi. Can, Can I rock star this?
3: Sort of. Who's yeah. Accidentally knocked their mic stand over. All right,
1: I actually, I have alliteration, but I have to read <laughs> my phone because it's really long. All right. Hello. Of lollygagging loquacious louts who like listening to our labor and laughter. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly Oppie Trivia and quiz show. A podcast should be in there, but I was nervous. Uh, This is episode 163, and I'm your humble host, and we are your caboodle of poodles oozing oodles from our noodles.
3: I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris.
1: Yes, welcome to our live show. This is our first time. Welcome, you guys. And uh, so for this first part, we are recording our usual normal episode, um, which is going to be an all quiz. We kind of brought out all our favorites. And then we're going to have intermission. And then we're going to have uh, Q&A and audience games. So stay tuned. And...
3: Uh, It's going to be the best seven hours of your life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try to pack everything. Uh, Without further ado, let's begin with our first general trivia segment.
3: I keep wanting to look back.
1: (laughs) Yay! Why won't this play? Yeah. (laughs) As listeners, you guys may know that uh, we have a 13-pound Trivial Pursuit card box that someone sent us. I almost lugged it here, but I was like, "Uh, it's kind of like 13 pounds for one card. <laughs> so I did a handful, and I'm just going to pick someone... Randomly,
3: and how about, pick this, how about somebody in the splash zone in the yeah. front here? They're <laughs> Why aren't you guys wearing they your ponchos? The it's the splash zone. <laughs> got to put the ponchos on. <laughs> yeah. You might get wet. You don't. You don't have to. <laughs> well, when you, you guys are in the covered with zone. watermelon, here at the, end of the
4: show. When
3: are we gonna get there? <laughs> you you don't you know. Don't know. It's any time during the seven hours. Yeah,
1: it may not even come from the front too. You don't know what we've got hidden in the ceilings.
3: Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: All right, Bob, you're going to be my Trivial Pursuit card picker. Where are you from? San Francisco. All right. Thank you. All right, you guys. Are you guys ready? So we have a random Trivial Pursuit card here picked by Bob. You guys have your barnyard buzzers ready. Here we go. Blue Wedge. What? Oh, this is 90s Trivial Pursuit. So lucky you guys.
5: All right. right. Blue Wedge. Yep. Yep.
1: What TV talk show host first signed off in 1991 with Take Care of Yourself and Each Other?
4: TV talk show,
1: talk show
3: host in 1991.
1: Oh. Dana. And Jerry Springer. Correct. Whoa.
3: Nice. Good. Good. I think that
1: says a lot about...
6: <laughs> it's kind of ironic Jerry Springer said that. You can care about weird, Did you yeah. care yourself. What?
1: Pink wedge. What food was James Garner hyping just before he was hospitalized with clogged arteries? Uh, I actually don't know who that is.
4: He he was the pitchman for beef. Beef. <gasps> it's what's for dinner.
3: Oh, okay. oh, is that it? It is beef. Beef. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Weird to applause for beef. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> clogged our right. eyes. Next question, Yellow Wedge. What national five and dime closed its last 400 stores in 1997? Chris.
3: Woolworths. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. the only five and dime that I I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what that yeah, is. Right. Is five five, that in a store? Go down to the yeah. five and dime
4: discount like yeah. everything is a nickel Every, or 10 cents. A nickel cents. or a dime,
3: right. Oh like a dollar store. Well, no. yeah. With inflation, back yeah, in then, before
1: inflation. Be like a five
4: yeah.
3: Right, yeah. All right. A dollar store would have been really expensive. <laughs> would have been like a car.
1: All right. Purple wedge. What G word uh denotes a fashion statement characterized by ripped jeans, faded t-shirts, <laughs> lumberjack shirts in dr martin's boots dr martin i think
4: this is an all yes. answer yeah.
3: grunge <laughs> yeah.
1: wow wow Thank you. Thank you.
4: we remember the 90s
1: green wedge what college won 133 of 150 men's basketball games at Cameron Indoor Stadium in the 90s. This
4: <laughs> is deathly silent. Uh, that is the Duke University Blue Devils. You
1: can just say Duke. 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 Duke.
4: All right. I want to cover my bases.
1: Uh, last question Orange wedge. Oh, man. I'm not. Okay.
3: Is it good or bad?
1: What gaming system?
3: Hey. <laughs> what so gaming spent. system
1: could handle multiple players with a networking device dubbed the Cat Box?
3: <laughs> this, I can't believe this is a question. Well, yeah, that's all you. This that is, is all you. That is, of course, duh, the Atari Jaguar. Correct.
1: Nineties. Good job, everybody. And um, so today is episode 163, as we're recording. Usually, every fifth episode is an all-quiz bonanza, where we prepare our old quizzes. Even though it's 63, we're going to make this episode an all-quiz bonanza! Yay! And
3: to start off,
1: we have Monsieur Chris Kohler.
3: Hello. Thank you guys for coming out. This is awesome uh, to see everybody. Thank the uh, thanks to the New People Theater for having us uh, and uh, redecorating the entire theater in good job, Brain Orange, <laughs> just for us. Spared no expense. Um, my clipboard is actually over there. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. So I really I wanted to start us off as the. Uh, the group historian by uh, doing something about uh, actually the theater that you are in right now and the place that we're all in right now uh, which is Japantown of San Francisco uh, which has a fascinating history. I don't know, I, maybe you guys know some of this but I, I kind of wanted to share it with you because we're all here um, and after the, again after the show is over and about 8pm-ish eight, 8 p.m. Ish, uh, you can all head out and enjoy Japantown Um <laughs> The, the Fillmore District, we are actually in, uh, United States' oldest Japantown ever, period. It is, it is quite old, goes back to like turn of the century. This is where a lot of Japanese immigrants first started living and establishing businesses. The Fillmore District, which is sort of all in this, accompanied, you know, all around us, um, is, is also one of the major jazz music districts, um, in the U.S., and it's where a lot of, uh, jazz players would come and, and, and play. There used to be, I mean, you you would walk down the street in the, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, and there'd be just jazz clubs just every couple of doors, basically, just all night. You could go out on Friday night and come back on Monday morning. And the reason, uh, that it's such a weird eclectic neighborhood is actually kind of sad. It's because during World War II, as we know, a lot of the Japanese, uh, citizens in the United States, they were living on the West Coast, were relocated, were, or interned, uh, and moved out of San Francisco. This was actually around the time that a lot of African Americans were migrating, moving out of the South and into other areas of the country. And so lots of homes were opened up, sadly and unfortunately, and a lot of people moved in. Uh, And then after World War II, you know, that's when it sort of became this really interesting mix of the jazz community and the Japanese community. So I have some some questions. I have some quiz questions. Questions? For this group of people in and around the theme of jazz music, or Japan, or both, or who knows? So everybody, get your barnyard buzzers ready, uh, and uh, and we'll see how these guys do at these questions. One of the key figures, one of the key figures in music to come out of the Fillmore District, was this singer who was born in L.A. but moved to the Fillmore when she was twelve, and her hit songs include "Wallflower." And I'd Rather Go Blind. Oh. Does anybody know who this is?
4: Wallflower.
3: Wait, do, do we get a year? No.
4: <laughs> so we a need to recognize of one of these two songs or not get
3: it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys this because you're a little confused. Anybody? I will tell you a, an interesting fact about her. Uh, her name at birth was Jamesetta Hawkins.
4: Uh okay, Moving at 12. I'm looking
3: at the audience to see if anybody's going to help the answer. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Karen buzzed in. Etta James. It is Etta oh! James. Oh!
1: It sounded, the name sounded
3: Moving over into Japanese music, there is a Japanese song uh, released in 1961. That song is called Ueo Muite Aruko, which means I Look Up When I Walk. And it actually reached the top of the Billboard Hot 100 in America. In the 1960s, it is the only Japanese language song to this day that has ever done so. Huh. Um, and I'm asking you, to what was the song renamed for its U.S. release? Oh. <laughs> Are you? Did you buzz in? Yeah. Yeah. What is it?
1: Sukiyaki. Su- 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 Sukiyaki. Yes.
3: yes. And and the name Sukiyaki Su- Su- is of course just a Japanese food dish and has nothing to do whatsoever <laughs> with the song.
1: Uh, also, big 90s R&B hit. Uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. By a band I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, sticking with some 3 San Francisco music uh, jazz information, this well-known San Francisco music promoter was born in Berlin named Wolf Wolodia Grahanka. Colin.
4: That must be Bill Graham. It
3: is Bill Graham. Oh, yep.
4: I did not He's know. He's a that. real
2: guy. Very good. Yeah. <laughs>
4: what
3: was his birth name again? Wolf Volodia Grahanka. Wow. Yes. Wow. Street Fighter character. He was yeah. he was actually he was I mean he was nicknamed, you know, Wolfgang as a kid, and then he changed it to Bill. <laughs> which I did. Fun fact. Fun fact. Totally makes sense. <laughs> Louis Armstrong, great yes. trumpet player, was nicknamed. Audience? Satchmo. Satchmo. But, but from where, I ask the good job brainers, did the term Satchmo originate? Can you, can you oh, spell Colin.
4: it? Oh, I'm not sure if this is apocryphal or not, Go but on. I, I believe that when he was a kid, he got the nickname Satchel Mouth because he and. His friends or his brothers were selling things. I know this sounds increasingly crazy.
3: But this is a lot like, more than I expected. He would, like
4: keep, he would like keep coins in his mouth, and he got the name from how many coins he could
3: stuff in his cheeks. Am I at all close? I was looking for satchel mouth. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, there's, there's some stories about it. I mean, it could just be that he has a big mouth, like a big bagel mouth. Uh, but that's it, well. yeah, satchel mouth. <laughs> that's
4: what satchel yeah. Is. Well, yeah, it leads to another question, is a why satchel <laughs> mouth?
3: Why, what? Uh-huh. Um, so Japantown's actual old name that it first had and still has, you might see it out there, is Nihonmachi, which means, get ready, Japantown.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but what does Nihon mean? Good job, Brainish. Colin again with the uh, language, it's, uh, Japan or Japanese? Oh yeah, sorry, excuse me. Nihon is the that was the, that was baked <laughs> that means into means the, the, the lead up to mean? this. Japan. What do the characters Ni oh. and Hon in Japan like? What does that mean? <laughs> is it fair if I answer? Well, I guess if nobody uh,
1: else. Ni yeah. is sun is. or day. Yes. Hmm. Hon is like 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 pref like a like an area or a neighborhood. Mm,
3: not not in this case. Okay. Is
4: is it land of rising sun? It, that
3: is basically yeah. what it means. Right. So <laughs> so what it means? <laughs> So, uh, it, it actually, hon means, uh, hon means origin. Um, and so when they first started, Japan always called itself, if anything, if it had a name for itself, was just wa, and actually there's a lot of debate over what the meaning of that was, uh, cause it's a very old name, but when Japan first started dealing with China, they started referring to themselves as Nihon, meaning the land of the sun's origin because Japan was east of China, and that's how they described it. It's described, it's like relative to China. It's the land where the sun comes from. We are to the east. Definitely puffing themselves up a little bit. (laughs) Dealings with the emperor, yeah. Final question and a recitation from me. Uh, There is a piece of Japanese music that is often played on American television, or was often played on American television, uh, during the mid-1990s. I will read the English translation of the original Japanese lyrics and buzz in when you can identify the... The television show that this played in front of. Hmm. What? (laughs) I'm gonna read the English translation of some Japanese lyrics, and you're trying to ID the theme song. Okay. Sorry if I'm not gentle. I can say that in my dreams. My thoughts are about to short circuit. I want to see you. Now isn't soon enough. Just about ready to cry. Moonlight. Can't call midnight. Because I'm so naive, what can I do? My heart is a kaleidoscope, led by the moonlight.
1: Can you stop?
3: Uh, Do any of you guys know?
6: Uh, 1990s.
3: Early 90s?
6: This is a Japanese TV
3: show. This is a Japanese TV show, yeah. And the piece of Japanese Sailor music. Sailor Moon! Oh, I love it! Yeah, but you didn't buzz oh, in, so. I lost. Um, when you read
1: it like that, it's so <laughs> not as a. Uh,
3: okay, I'll give you the that's point. Active. Okay, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Place outro here.
4: Oh, my. So, when we decided we were going to be hosting a live show, there was one very particular computerized artificial intelligence that I really wanted to join us. I'm talking, of course, about Hal from the movie 2001. (laughs) Um, But he is fictional, evil, and destroyed. So, we're going to have Elvis instead. Yes, our old friend, the electronic lyrical vocal interpretation system, subject to change, patent pending. He's been with us for a while. Uh, Frankly, guys, Elvis told me his feelings were a little hurt. He didn't come to Las Vegas with us. Uh, But, you know, I, I talked to him. We patched it up. He's joined us here tonight. He is a little shy, so he's hiding up in the projection booth up there. Uh, you know, doesn't want to come out and show himself. But, you know, we can feel him here, and we've got his PR photo here. This is uh, from his glossies. Those of you who may not be familiar with Elvis, uh, the way this quiz is going to work, uh, maybe you've never listened to an episode of Good Job Brain before. It's possible. You just wandered in here off the street.
1: I just wandered in. What was that? Yeah, yeah.
4: You owe us 20 bucks.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Elvis will read the opening lines to several hit songs. All of his readings will be completely devoid of melody, inflection, and any semblance of soul whatsoever. Your job, guys, is to tell me the name of the song and the artist. Or if you can only do one out of two, you know, we'll accept it. Okay. Uh, We got about 10 or 12 seconds of audio, so uh, listen carefully to these opening lines of hit songs. And, very importantly, for your quizzing enjoyment, there is a theme. There is a theme tying all of these songs artists together. Uh, I encourage you to talk through the theme amongst yourselves, see who can call it first, perhaps. Uh, It may help you out toward the end of the quiz. So without further ado, Elvis, please, cue up our first track.
5: So one, two, three, take my hand and come with me, because you look so fine, and I really want to make you mine. I say well, somebody you look so fine, and uh, I really want to so make you mine.
4: <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll let him play all the way through. Did you guys get that? Here it again? So
5: one, two, three, take my hand and come with me. Because you look so fine, and I really wanna make you mine. I say you look so fine that I really wanna make you <laughs> mine.
4: <laughs> uh, I believe that was. Uh, who we got down there? Karen. Karen yeah. Jet. Yes. Uh, you want to go for the name of the song as well? A
1: rock Band. Uh, <laughs> Are
4: you, you gonna could be my only girl? Name one Jet song. This would be the. <laughs> one. Are you gonna be my girl? Are you gonna, Are be, you be, my girl? You gonna be my girl by Jet? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, no guesses on the theme yet, guys? Yeah, normally you're brainstorming. Uh, modes of transportation. Yeah.
3: We can do this. <laughs> ah, okay, We can do this. We can
1: uh, guess. There we go. Uh, They're Australian, so this could be an all-Australian music. And this is what we do in real life at yeah, pub yeah. Trivia when there's theme. We try to, like, narrow down the theme by song one. Australia. Uh-huh. Songs uh-huh. on rock band. Oh, iPod commercials. Or, was it
4: iPod? All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, or questions. Discussion.
1: Bands that have three letters in them. Okay. Okay,
4: Okay. well, anyway. All right, well, many, many contenders here for for the theme. All right, Uh, moving right along. Uh, Elvis, get our second track for us, please.
5: All my friends know the lowrider. The (laughs) lowrider is a little higher. Lowrider drives a little slower. Lowrider is a real goer. (laughs)
4: Lowrider is a real goer. (laughs) Who is
3: this? I don't know the artist of this.
1: What, is it the low-rider? Yeah. yeah. Did that, uh, yeah. that get you to the artist?
3: Low-rider. No. Low-rider. I think we may have to punt on this one.
4: I think we need to turn to the audience. To Someone here must know. No, just yell
3: it out. Just yell it out. Yeah.
4: War. It is correct. Three-letter
6: band. A mode of transportation. And a mode of transportation.
3: <laughs> what is it? War. War. War? War. War.
4: Okay. Oh. Yeah. Opposite of peace. Oh, military. Yeah. Mm.
3: yeah. All right.
4: Well. All right. I guess we're gonna have to keep going here. We're narrowing down. All right. Uh, on to track number three. Elvis, please take it away.
5: Oh, life is bigger. It's bigger than you, and you are not me. The lengths that I will go to. The distance in your eyes. Oh no, I've said too much. i said
4: enough. R.E.M. That is R E M, correct. Losing uh, my religion. Yes, that's right. Losing my religion. Three
6: letter bands. Okay, okay, it Seems good. to it seems know.
4: to be holding true. It the does, it does. All right, well, fourth track may, may clinch ball? this or break it. All right, all right. Uh, track number four. Elvis, please, take it away.
5: The 22nd of loneliness, <laughs> and we've been through so many things. I love my man with all honesty, but I know he's cheating on me.
4: Dana TLC That is TLC Singing. Creep. Yeah. creep It is Creep The 22nd of Loneliness That's a very poetic line, I like that They are very poetic Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, track number 5, here we go Elvis, whenever you are ready
5: We're talking away I don't know what I'm to say I'll say it anyway Today is another day to find you Shying away I'll be coming for your love Okay?
4: Okay? <laughs> I'll be coming for your love Okay?
3: Aha! Uh-huh.
4: Yes, it is aha! Oh. Uh-huh. Wait, can not play that again? Sure!
5: you <laughs> are talking away I don't know what I'm to say I'll say it anyway Today is another day to find you Shying away, I'll be coming for your love, okay?
4: Okay. Imagine that we're animated. It's it'll, a, it'll, yeah.
3: Elvis is really into informed consent.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, last one here. Last one. Now, you guys, I, I, will, I will give you. You have cottoned to the theme. It oh. is uh, bands with three letters in the name. All right. So we'll see if that helps you out on this last one. Here we go. Elvis final track please okay.
5: never been near a university never took a paper or a learned degree <laughs> and some of your friends think that's stupid of me but it's nothing that i care about
4: all right might be the trickiest one anyone have any guesses wait
1: is this the song that's like don't know much about G-R- no no. No, okay. no it's just school no. related <laughs> <laughs>
4: What's the theme? What's the theme? Can you guys back into it?
1: School. No, three-letter band. (laughs) School. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: No guesses? Okay,
1: three-letter band. Um... Wet is wet. I, people out in the audience here—they're just antsy.
4: I know people know it. Somebody. Wait, people know it? Someone to, here? There I'm must ready be to let them say one that. person. Yeah. One person? Nobody? Nobody knows. Wow. Oh, what? Elvis wow. has stumped really? the building. This
3: is—you know—this yes, is the this kind is of data first. we never get when we're doing the show by ourselves. Because uh. sometimes it's like, oh, that question's too hard. Even a room full of hundred people wouldn't know that. Can you? Yeah. yeah, now, we, yeah. now we have
1: proof. Yeah.
3: Proof. Yeah. Uh, well, what?
1: What? Yeah. What genre? A decade. Yes, it is XTC. XTC.
4: Well done. XTC. A voice from the back. That is the Mayor of Simpleton wow. by XTC. Here we go. Aww. All right. Well, good job, brains. Yeah. yeah. Well, done. well done. Well done. And Elvis, hopefully he saw how well this went. We can, you know, bribe him to make an in-person appearance at the next show. So thanks, Elvis. Thank you.
6: All right. So it's my turn. Um, I, thank you. Thank you. Uh, for this show, I was trying to decide what segment to do. And uh, they were like, oh, you should do a you Burnt. So I was like, that sounds good. Uh, so I've done a you Burnt before for uh, children's literature and classic literature, the, it's the trollish reviews. This time I'm doing movies that everyone loved on Rotten Tomatoes except for one person. These are like, these are the 99% movies where they're classics. You'd be surprised that somebody could find something to hate it. About it but they did. And so I'll, I'll read you an excerpt from their uh, review and you guys guess what movie I'm talking about.
4: All right. These are Beloved
6: movie <laughs> ripped to shreds by one person, <laughs> only one person, one review. It. They went out on a limb and then they were alone on the limb. And yeah. it was- <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this movie came out around the time of Snow White. Just FYI. All right. OK. The movie was in- intended to hit the same audience as Snow White and won't fail for lack of trying. It has dwarves, music, technicolor, freak characters and Judy Garland. It can not be expected to have a sense of humor <laughs> as well. And as for the light touch of fantasy, it weighs like a pound of fruitcake soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sensual language. I think we all language. figured uh, out
4: that it's... Is that... It's
6: Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz.
3: Uh, oh, Wizard yes. of Oz.
6: The only negative review for the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> wow. Uh, Otis Ferguson of the New Republic. He wasn't... Oh, these are actual
4: journalists.
3: Yeah, this like is from Rotten Tomatoes. Like contemporaneous with oh, the things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
4: And I like that you're outing them, making them put yeah. their name to it, Yeah, Otis Ferguson,
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, who's yeah. probably not alive anymore. Well,
6: now, now we know his name. you got to make yes. your mark, I guess.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was probably 75 years ago. You're right. Okay.
6: It is, in the last analysis, just a Hugo, thundering camel opera that tends to run down rather badly as it rolls into its third hour and gets involved with sullen disillusion and political deceit.
1: Karen. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Uh-huh. Camera opera that is very boring. Yeah, I, I can't an name hour. another camel. Yeah.
4: Camel. Operatic opera.
1: ca- camel <laughs>
6: film.
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> That's Bosley Crowther of the New York Times. Sorry, Bosley. The New York Hipsters. Yeah. Okay, another New York Times review. It is a horror film and not very scary. There are a few false frights, a closet door opening ominously to reveal a vacuum cleaner, a letter in a dead woman's hand that reads, I can no longer associate myself, dropped objects in a dark cellar at the Dakota on West 72nd Street. But the only really jumpy second occurs when Miss Farrow speaks suddenly and startles Uh. a reading witch. Colin.
4: Uh, that's Rosemary's Baby.
6: Rosemary's Baby, Renata Adler, the only person who didn't like that movie. Um... Hurricane Marlin is sweeping the country, and I wish it were a lot more than hot air. Uh, (laughs) A tornado of praise, cover stories, and huzzas blast out the news that Brando is giving a marvelous performance. The lapsed great actor has regained himself, and so on. As a Brando watcher for almost 30 years, I'd like to agree.
3: It, Chris. is it the godfather? the godfather it's the godfather oh my god I thought when you said Marlon I was thinking oh it's, it's, this is Marlon Wayans. Wayans right it's the, no. it's, and it's the one person who yeah. didn't like white chicks yeah
6: the one person yeah. it's
3: like you found the guy
1: also in the screen
3: uh, sure yeah
6: okay. I guess these last two are both by Gene Siskel and oh. they're oh. not that many movies that are ninety nine percent and have just one bad review. I think he's maybe the only reviewer that did it twice.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, so so that's, that's that's assuming then Ebert gave a thumbs up.
6: Yeah, he was just right because if
1: you if Siskel's the only one.
6: Yeah, he's a professional troll. <laughs> he did it. The opening shot of almost every scene has been so artificially overcomposed as to make one aware of Jack Nicholson wearing 30s clothes while standing in a room decorated to look like a 30s room while talking to stereotypes plucked from an assortment of 30s movies.
4: Colin? Uh, I'm going to guess Chinatown.
6: Chinatown.
4: Yeah. Yes.
6: Um, okay, last one. To me... This is one extremely violent, protracted attack on the senses as surviving space explorers or Gorny Weaver again confronts the spiny, slithering creatures who killed her buddies in the original film. Some people have praised the technical excellence of this movie. Well, the Eiffel Tower is technically impressive, but I wouldn't want to watch it fall apart on people for two hours. Wow. <laughs>
4: Wow! Aliens. So. Aliens. Aliens.
1: Aliens.
4: Aliens.
6: Yes. The yes. sequel. Mm. He's the only one who didn't like it. <laughs> I seen may I just say yet. that's I'm a very
4: polished it. burn on that one. I know too. Yeah. that is. Yeah.
6: I, I, I saved it for last. Yeah. It felt like he had that in his pocket. He was <laughs> excited. <thinking laughs>
1: could, there was poetry. That's good. All right. Yes, good job. Woo! All right, thank you.
4: That was good. That was good.
1: All right. It is my turn. I'm looking for. A particular person out
5: in the crowd mm. she has a plant mm.
1: uh-oh that's not good
3: he well he could be just you know biding his time waiting for the proper moment he's probably enjoying all of our modern oh, oh okay he's always
4: late he's always late he made
6: an entrance.
2: Ask thou a microphone for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, uh, gladly give up my
4: microphone. Yet. Yes.
1: What I like to do for my own hobby, not just for the show, is I really like, and I don't know why, but I really like uh, taking 90s or, or 2000 rap and RB songs, and I like to write them into Elizabethan English <laughs> so weird. for fun. What? Um, and finally, one day when we started the show, I was like, now I can use all of this that I've written. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, for my next segment, of course, uh, was I think we only did it twice on the show. I named it "William Shakespeare Goes to a House Party," and what uh, I have William Fakespeare here, who is going to recite uh, Shakespearean passages, but they're actually transcription of very famous house party songs. And what you have to do is to guess. What song? All and there right. actually is a couple of clues. So they're written almost word for word. And I always use a, like a, a different word. So if it's she, I'll say lady. Um, so that's how maybe you can figure it out. Maybe. Maybe. Are you ready?
2: The lady nabs mine riches at times of down and out. I, her a frivolous familiar of mine, Without a doubt. Oh, a miner of gilded jewels over the village wide. Her, a miner of mines and of what is mine.
3: <laughs> Let's take a look at that the, on the screen.
1: Dana, gold digger. Gold digger. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Let's
4: just run this
3: down,
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh, bard, are you ready for the next
3: one? Aye, (laughs) aye. The bard of Stratford, up all in yo Avon.
2: (laughs) If thou hast troubles of flirts and coys... Then allow my sympathies, my good boy. I have one fewer of a hundred of botheration. Yet a harlot shan't and never will be an inclusion.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, I think we all, yeah.
4: Uh, I believe that is 99 Problems by Jay Z. <laughs> nice transliteration. Well done. <laughs>
2: For the knaves shall game, game, game. Moreover, the naysayers shall nay, nay, nay. Mine beloved, I shall wave, 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 wave mine troubles away, wave mine troubles away.
6: <laughs> Dana, shake it off. Taylor, <laughs> <Okay, last>, bye. <bye-bye. laughs> Taylor Swift, Tay <Tay-tay>. Tay. <laughs> pretty good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> no,
4: good.
2: The colloquial finisher, <laughs> Mine creamy concoction shall bargain, wandering fellows to the garden. They clamor, 'Tis finer than thine, oh truth, 'Tis finer than thine.' Instructions I have deliver in payment of gold and silver.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I think, Dana, yeah, we think we both got it's a... Uh, Khalees milkshake. My milkshake. Is it my milkshake or milkshake? Milkshake. Milkshake. Okay, this is, this
2: is why we asked. Khalees. 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 Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> so good. So I... Oh, Yes! <laughs>
1: To William Shakespeare. Thank you. Yeah, so I capsule. I mean a little bit of a, a different thing. I I rewrote these. Um I used to not make them rhyme, and now it's my new challenge to actually make the couplets rhyme. That's a lot harder, but uh
3: Yeah, it, but next is iambic pentameter. I know, that's
1: yeah.
5: that's next. All right.
1: So that is uh the end of our first Section Section. and uh, our segment. And I want to, before we go into intermission, the photo booth is still open, so you guys still get all your photos, get more photos. Is Jonathan here? Yes. Jonathan, can you stand up? This is an intervention, um, Jonathan. Oh.
4: (laughs) We all love you very much.
1: And I also want to invite uh, Jeff, Jeff Ebbage. Is he here? Jeff, no? Yeah. There, oh, he, there is. he is! Uh, it's their birthday! <laughs> and I thought it last, would be last super I cool... Heard,
3: we could finally...
1: We could finally do this thing that we weren't able to do for a while, uh, and that is, if you didn't know, Happy Birthday! The song is now in, officially in the public domain. Yeah! Which means... We don't need any more Olive Garden weird happy birthday songs or, um, what's another place that has...
3: Like TGI Friday. Yeah, yeah. Like, happy yeah. birthday yeah. TGI Friday. Yeah.
1: Um, so... I, I think this will be I want the whole crowd to sing Happy Birthday and now we can do it legally in a venue and recording uh, it even yeah recorded and people paid money so yeah. this is the yeah. best you so, so, to make uh, to Warner so uh, yeah. Jonathan and Jeff let's just say John and Jeff you guys can sit down yeah. out.
3: Okay. however we're going to lead the audience okay. in to uh, the birthday. first legal
1: Happy Birthday singing yes. in my life
3: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 alright here we go okay ready Happy Happy birthday
1: birthday to you. you. It feels so good. It's so
3: free. Happy birthday to you. Happy (laughs) birthday, birthday dear John and Jeff. And also Jeff. Happy (laughs) birthday to you. Yay!
1: Yay. All right, we're going to have a quick uh,
0: intermission. Traffic jams